The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is uh, Howard Strauss, your host. And um, I'm uh, I'm very very happy uh, with our guest. I'll tell you a little more about him in a moment. Uh, the program is brought to you by Gerson Health Media uh, at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org, uh, bringing you bringing you true healing for over 35 years. Now um, the 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 guest we have. The guest we have is a real uh, fun, fun one today. Real fun. Uh, I mean, well, I've brought you, I've brought you potential Nobel Prize winners. Uh, I've brought you top uh, oncologists and scientists and uh, uh, doctors and uh, chiropractors talking about all kinds of serious and weighty issues. Today, uh, we have we have James Wedgwood. Now, James Wedgwood is a uh, comedian. And a ventriloquist, uh, up in, uh, he, based out of, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, actually, he's just moving, so we, somewhere else in Minnesota. And, um, and, uh, eight years ago, uh, I met James when he was down at, at our clinic in Mexico for, uh, for cancer. And, um, we, we had a very lovely and very nice conversation then. And, um, I think, you know, and, and then just recently, um, I got in the mail a book uh, by James Wedgwood called 3,000 Coffee Breaks. And it's the, it's the chronicle of his whole cancer experience um, from, from, uh, discovering, from, from discovering other his friends having cancer, losing friends, uh, losing uh, in-laws, and then being diagnosed himself, and then his his own odyssey of recovery. Um, he has kindly uh, uh, given his time to talk to uh, to talk to people because he wants he wants to give back. He wants to share uh, this his good news with everybody else. James, thank you for coming on our show. Hey, it's my pleasure, Howard. It truly is. And I just want to let you know I'm going to do the entire interview without moving my lips. Without moving your lips. That's, that's absolutely <laughs> extraordinary. Um, I, I was wondering, can you throw your voice over the wires? 
Well, I will do my best. You know, I'll talk to my dummies about that. They're kind of sitting around and monitoring this whole process. And if, if we get inspired, we'll give that a shot. So, <laughs> I, I, presu- I presume you've converted them all to being vegetarians as well. A- absolutely. You know, being made out of wood, it's kind of uh, natural for them. Although, uh, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, now, now, James, could you tell us just a little bit about your professional background? You, you, uh, you're actually pretty, pretty far up there in the, um, uh, in the world of uh, entertainment. Uh, you're not just a casual entertainment; you're a professional entertainer, uh, all over the mm-hmm. upper, upper Midwest, and um, mm-hmm. and you're you're pretty well known um, among industrial gatherings and uh, state fairs and uh, other other public venues. As being uh, as being regular, exactly. I'm I'm very fortunate. I, uh, I've been doing ventriloquism for a living since uh, 1988, and we're we're a tier kind of below the national folks, below Jeff Dunham and Terry Fader and those folks. I do a lot of corporate programs, colleges, and as you mentioned, state fairs all over the country. And I've been very very fortunate to do that. I um I get to make people laugh for a living, and have met. Uh, myriads of people, and the biggest thing I've gotten out of it is getting an appreciation for all these different folks' experience, which has been just wonderful. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very blessed and very, very fortunate. And actually making people laugh is a very healthy thing uh, because because laughter is very cathartic, very, it releases a lot of tension, relaxes you, and uh, makes makes you feel good. And uh, I, I think it's uh, – didn't, didn't somebody write a book about uh, laughter, the best medicine? Yeah, yeah, at Laughter Best Medicine, and I, I actually have a good friend of mine, another entertainer, and his slogan is, to laugh is to live, and I just think that's so appropriate. So, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And I, in fact, I had a crowd of 300 people Saturday night, uh, an agricultural crowd, and some of their lives are very hard, and I got to give them a respite from that, uh, from anybody's difficulties for about 75 minutes, and uh, it was just a great experience for all concerned. So, yeah. now you 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 have a website uh, that people can uh, people can check into your website, um, and and see you know get a short sample of your uh, of your act and see some of your um, some of your dummies. <laughs> yes. And, and, and uh, they, um, they didn't hear you say that, by the way. The I'm sorry. Term is ventriloquial figure. Ventriloquial <laughs> figure. Yes, of course. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> Please convey my apologies. Uh, I, I don't like to. Uh, uh, I don't like to even think of one of them after me. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, could you tell people your your website so that they can see who they're talking about and talking to? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, it's jameswedgwood.com, and Wedgwood just has one e in it. Somewhere way back, I'm related to the actual Wedgwood Chicana people, so it's J M E S W E D G W O O D dot com, and a little three and a half minute video will pop up, and they can get a, a taste of uh, what this little puppet boy looks like. So, <laughs> well, and, and I and I have to I have to say it's a real pleasure uh, to to just just uh, chat with you because uh, I can't I can't chat with you more in about a few moments without. You know, spinning off into something funny and something, uh, you know, good, good humor. Yeah. yeah. But, so <laughs> let, let me let's let's get back to let's get down to the meat of the uh, of the proposition. You wrote a book called Three Thousand mm-hmm. Coffee Breaks, and we'll get to you know a little more about the uh, about what that's all about um, in in terms of what does coffee breaks mean um, a, a little later. But first of all, 
tell me, you, uh, when I saw you uh, in for eight years ago, so I guess 2000, 2004, is that right? Uh, it was actually 2003. It's 2000. just been a long time. And so, mm-hmm. It just fades into the, into the distance. Uh, 2003, yeah. uh, you, were at, uh, you were at the Gerson Clinic in Mexico. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you want to tell me how, what brought you there? Yeah. Well, you know, Howard, I, uh, I'll give you a little background. Back in the early 80s, I had read a book by a woman named Jackie Davison, and she had recovered from malignant melanoma on the Gerson therapy. Um, and I, the book just kind of jumped out at me at the bookstore uh, for some reason. I, I was fascinated because the entire premise was predicated on boosting the body's own immune system rather than filling it with poisons. In other words, your body made this thing, your body can take care of it if you give it enough help. Now, I never forgot that. Um, and in 94, my best friend, and this is the buddy, you know, I went through, uh, I met him in eighth grade, and we went through junior high, high school, and first girlfriends, first divorces. <laughs> All those things together, you know, um, and I, I just love this man immensely. And um, uh, he was diagnosed with kidney cancer. He was diagnosed in June, and he was gone in December. And that had a huge impact on me. And um, what happened in my well, instance wait, 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 wait. was... So, so what, why, why was he gone? If you, you knew about the Gerson therapy, right? I did, and I, you know, when people are diagnosed, it's a it's a very difficult time for them. They're under a lot of stress, and I didn't want to hard sell him on it, but I also wanted to make him aware of it. Now he had been trained as a, a nurse and had just graduated ah. uh, with his nursing degree, and okay. so tra- traditional, you know, Western medicine was ingrained in him. And um, I, I made him a bet. I said, if you go on Gerson and, uh, let me think how this step was, uh, it was something like, if you go on Gerson and you die, uh, then I'll pay for it. If you go on Gerson and live, then you owe me, a, 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 you know, you pay me back. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing, knowing full well, he would never be able to hold you to that. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> very, very clever. Very clever, James. Uh, remind me never to, exactly. never to make a bet with you. Uh, so yeah. if I if I win, I'm dead. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. And so, so uh, he, what? So he he. We we only have about a moment before I have to start the, the outro here. But um, so so he didn't he he did not choose to go Gerson. He chose to go what he had learned in nursing school was the proper way to treat cancer. Is that correct? Uh, correct, and and you know, as as you know, it's not my choice. And and if you get too pushy with people, you get a negative reaction. And um, uh, anyway, we I mentioned it several times to him, but to make a long story short, he did surgery. He was okay for a little while. Um, then metastases came back in in very terrible places. He ended up with three masses in his brain, masses in his lungs, and masses in his liver. I uh, did radiation for the ones in his brain. Um, but he ended up having a stroke and, uh, again, passed away uh, six months after diagnosis. And so, um, 
that's make an extremely brutal process short. I don't mean to discount it in any way, but I know you're you're coming up on a break here. Yeah, we're coming up but, on a break. Hold so hold that hold that thought. We we're, we have a break in two moment, two minutes here, and so let me just let me just say this: this show is being brought to you by Gerson Health Media. Um, we we publish a lot of information about the Gerson therapy. Uh, we publish books and DVDs. We publish pe- booklets. We have all kinds of testimonials on that website, and we invite people to sign up for our uh, our informational newsletter, which comes out periodically, um, and uh, and contains all kinds of good information. Uh, about what's happening, the new new material we're going to be having. Uh, also, the Gerson Institute and bringing you true healing uh, for for the last 35 years, uh, and and spreading the information around the world. Now, uh, now my Charlotte Gerson's book has now been published in 16 languages around the world. And so people are, it's spreading uh, far and wide, and you can't keep it suppressed anymore. It's just impossible. Um, <clears throat> we thank you, uh, James, for, for also for being, uh, being part of this, uh, getting the word out and telling people about it and sharing the good news about cancer is curable. Sure. Um, so, so we, um, we have to take a break now. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll be uh, we'll be a couple of minutes, and we'll be coming back on the other side of the break. Please stay with us. Uh, we with uh, James Wedgwood, ventriloquist and comedian, and cancer recovery. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Well, welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. And with me, <clears throat> with me is ventriloquist and comedian James Wedgwood, uh, who, uh, works out of, uh, out of, um, Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul area. 
and covers pretty much the whole uh, upper Midwest and uh, does all kinds of public affairs and and, uh, uh, and and provides entertainment for corporate uh, corporate affairs and um, and dinners and so forth. So he's he's uh, he's gotten up pretty high in the ranks of um, of professional uh, comedians, ventriloquists, and uh, entertainers. And has has really um, worked in some of the biggest venues that there there are to uh, to offer up in that area. Um, James, you were talking about your friend, uh, your your very best friend, your good buddy, your confidant, your uh, your your really your 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 biggest buddy, uh, having yeah. having gotten uh, having gotten uh, kidney cancer. And um, and using conventional therapy, uh, despite your despite your amazingly generous offer of uh, of, of actually nothing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, deciding deciding to do the uh, uh, to do the conventional means because he had just finished training uh, as a as a nurse, which means he had just finished getting his head filled with conventional medical uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he chose that way, and he uh, died a fairly quick and brutal uh, death. Uh, you want to describe what he was like toward the end, or is that well? It was, it was very painful to watch uh, watching someone that you're so close to uh, go through this. Uh, he did end up with metastases uh, in his liver, his lungs, and uh, three masses in his in his brain. Um, uh, he had a mild stroke, um, and, uh, uh, and, you know, that was it. Uh, he, uh, died in his home with his family around him and, um, uh, laid in the rest on a very dark, grisly December day. So, oh yeah, you did, um, you did something, you did something rather irreverent, uh, at the funeral, I, I recall. Well, well, this would only be with a best friend. Most people had gone, and we'd had three days of refuel. He was a very well-loved and liked individual by his co-workers and by his family because he was jokey and jovial and uh, just a blessing to a lot of people in his life. Uh, but so when most people were gone and with his family around, who, who I knew would understand the joke, I, <laughs> you know, you're a little punchy after these things. As people who've been through a death process know, I, I threw my voice in the casket and it said, Hey, let me out of here. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to, relieve, to relieve the pressure, to relieve the tension. And his dad was there and enjoyed the joke oh, and with his God. sister and some other folks. You know, and I'm mildly sick anyway, so it was okay. <laughs> And they, I would they, not do that under most circumstances. They, trust me. <laughs> they, they must have. They must have known you long enough and well enough, and uh, and 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 known what you do to know to to not have shot you uh, on the spot. Um, well, yeah, we were we were weary from the death process anyway. We all yeah. needed a laugh, so. okay. and he would have, he would have enjoyed it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. yeah. Well, but you but don't do that again. Um, Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, that was a very sad, uh, sad occurrence. Um, but yes. then you also, uh, you subsequently uh, met and married your uh, your wonderful wife, who I uh, had the great pleasure of meeting uh, uh, a week ago Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. And and um, a lovely lady she is, and and from your description of her uh, as Saint Gail, <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> she she is she has dedicated herself one hundred percent to your survival, which is a wonderful partner to have, a wonderful partner to have. 
Um, yeah. but, uh, but then something happened to her sister. Yes, her sister was um, diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. Um, uh, this was in the, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact diagnosis date, I believe in 99. Uh, and I'm going to make a very long saga short, but she went through a four-year process of um, surgery uh, to remove a large mass in her transverse colon. Um, she did okay for a long time after follow-up chemo. Um, she did okay. She went back to work for a while, but then, uh, she had a recurrence and, um, uh, eventually that took her about four years after her diagnosis. Uh, again, we don't have time for the entire story, but, um, uh, that was a very long saga and very tough on, on Gail, uh, who was there every step of the way for her sister. Bottom line. Uh, and again, a, a Another wonderful individual, outgoing, uh, effervescent, and, um, uh, you know, with two sons and a husband that she left behind. Um, so she, she, passed, she passed away also from having, having done uh, exactly what the doctors wanted her to do and uh, advised her to do. Is that correct? That's correct. And she even went on um, some uh, uh, alternative, not alternative, but uh, trial um uh, treatments, experimental treatments, uh, and this and this. And within this, Howard, I, I have to be fair, and I have to say I have two two very close friends who have gone traditional methods and are alive today, um, one 20-some years after a diagnosis with colon cancer and another with ovarian cancer. And so, you know, it's not cut and dry, but, but my sister-in-law and my good friend Randy had quite an impact on me, and um, uh, so you know, I had to look at a lot of things when when it became my turn. So, <laughs> and so, and and when did it become your turn? Well, unfortunately, for my lovely wife Gail, who had a trip planned to Paris to recover from her sister's death, and uh, you know, I wanted her very much to go to France and forget about cancer for two weeks and go to Paris where. Uh, you know, a city which she adores. She was an all pair there in the 80s and had a family who just adored her. But two weeks after her sister's passing, uh, it was my turn. Um, I was uh, at a gig in Yankton, South Dakota, <laughs> the land of big belt buckles and Lewis and Clark and all these things. And, you know, and I love South Dakota. My dad was actually born there, uh, but um, I was at a show for a group of cattlemen and I. There was a racquetball court in the uh, in the hotel, and I went back to relive glory days of playing racquetball in college. There had been a leak in the ceiling of the racquetball court, of all things, and I went to hit a ball, and I fell and had intense pain in my back. They took me to an ER, uh, and uh, I got a check, and my guy thought my spleen might be uh, ruptured, but he said, well, your spleen is fine but you have a 1.8-centimeter mass on the posterior surface of your left kidney. Uh, kidney, the magic word. Yes, kidney, yes. You know, I thought spleen, fine, I can deal with that. Kidney, several expletives came into my mind and crossed my lips. And, uh, uh, and of course, remembering my, my good friend Randy, I was uh, suddenly in the ozone. I was in twilight zone. And, yeah. and I, um, you know... Anyone who's been through a diagnosis of a mass anywhere knows this feeling. You're just, your whole reality just changes instantly. And so um, uh, I got home, and Gail was very practical about it, and 
uh, didn't jump to any conclusions, and we went and saw um, two different urologists. And um, one did not want to biopsy it for fear of spreading to health, and I thought that was definitely a good call. But he said 95% chance without biopsy that it was malignant. We went to a second guy to get a second opinion. Uh, he did want to biopsy it under a CT scanner, you know, inject me full of dye, <laughs> put me under a CT, stick a needle in the thing. And in my head, I'm going, what the, you know, <laughs> I go, are you nuts? <laughs> and he, cause he said, we do surgery anyway. So I didn't understand the, why even bother with trying to do a diagnosis and risk spreading cells. So. Uh, he also said 95% chance after dealing with his radiologist that it was malignant. Um, so I had a choice to make. Um, oh, yeah. Two urologists, you know, um, uh, that could probably do just a fine job with the surgery. Um, I would err on pulling the full kidney is what I would have done. Um, just take the whole thing out. Let's not mess around, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, again, I had known about the Gerson therapy. And to make a long decision-making process short, my mass was small. We had caught it early. I was very healthy. Unlike many people who see Gerson as a last resort, I thought, I'm going to take it as a first resort. Um, the Gerson Institute referred me to uh, recovered patients, a fellow out in New Jersey who had had kidney cancer. And he was emphatic. Uh, he'd had his kidney removed, and he had masses in his other one, which they left in. He went on Gerson to heal his second kidney, and he recovered. Now, his were probably caused by smoking, um, but he recovered, and he was adamant. He said, if I was in your shoes, I would do it first, not last. Um, I talked with two other people. One gentleman had had lung cancer, and they'd given him a death warrant, and he had gone on Gerson and recovered. And when he walked back in their office six months later, they said this is like a dead man walking. So speaking with the recovered patients, reading about the testimonials from the Gerson pamphlets on recovered kidney patients, you know, I didn't have a lot to lose. I was healthy. I was relatively young. I was 47. Um, and my overall general health was good. So for me, it was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, made the choice. Um, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Howard. Yeah, no, I was I was going to say uh, in about a minute we have to take uh, we have to take a break. But go ahead, you you know, see if you can wrap this up in just uh, in a minute, and you know we'll be back after the break. No problem. I made the call. I uh, look forward to getting fueled by friends and family, uh, and was much surprised that most people didn't. And I can convey that that process when we come back. But it was the beginning of a of a fascinating journey, which, um, again, I could not have done without my, my wonderful wife, Gail. So, and we'll talk, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's always a big impact on the people around you. <clears throat> um, yeah. some, sometimes good, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's a battle, but, uh, you were lucky. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, we're talking with, uh, James Wedgwood, a uh, uh, wonderful comedian and uh, ventriloquist in the upper Midwest, uh, based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. And, um, and, uh, he's telling us his, his, uh, saga of his, uh, diagnosis and recovery, uh, from, from kidney cancer, uh, using the Gerson therapy. Um, this is Gerson Media, uh, this is brought to you by GersonMedia.com. Uh, Gerson Health Media, 
uh, we invite you to inspect our website and uh, check it for uh, check it for testimonials and literature, DVDs and booklets. Uh, it's uh, there's a lot of great information on there. We've recently started adding uh, Dr. Gerson's publications to it as well. Um, we're getting them translated slowly <coughs> from original German into English. So the Gerson Institute at Gerson.org, uh, bringing you true healing for the last 35 years. We'll be we'll see you right after the break. Stay with with us, uh, James Wedgwood is going to be telling us more about his recovery now. Now that he's told us about his uh, now that he's told us about his his uh, diagnosis and his history, um, we're going to be hearing about his his uh, therapy in his inimitable humorous way. Come back with us. <laughs> A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back. Welcome back, folks. Uh, This is The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. And in the background, you can hear James Wedgwood giggling, um, which is kind of kind of his uh, natural state, um, which which uh, which is kind of what you get when you're uh, when, when you read his book, Three Thousand Coffee Breaks. Um, about half of it is a giggle, and the other half is uh, is really an emotional uh, roller coaster uh, because uh, uh, because James went through uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of changes. It's an adventure. It's a 
it's a journey uh, being on the Gerson therapy and pulling yourself back from the brink of extinction. Um, you need the help, though. You need the help of a of a, of a good partner, uh, of a dedicated partner, and uh, that that James has. This is brought to you by uh, Gerson uh, Health Media uh, at gersonmedia.org. Uh, we invite you to check out our website and the Gerson Institute, Gerson. Uh, sorry, gersonmedia.com. Sorry, and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. Org. Um, uh, a nonprofit uh, institution bringing you uh, bringing you true healing for the last uh, 35 years. Uh, James, you were you were uh, telling us that you had, you had about your process. You had made your decision. You decided to do it, and you got surprisingly little resistance from your uh, from your family and uh, and friends, uh, which you thought you'd get more resistance. Is that correct? Yeah. I- I was amazed when I made the decision. Uh, then I felt empowered, actually. Once that decision had been breached, it was like, all right, we're off and running in this direction. We're going to go Gerson. Uh, we have backup, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, I, I felt very good about that. And as I, uh, friends and family, as you say, were surprisingly very supportive, uh, primarily because a lot of people had been through the traditional therapy, whether it was successful or not, they had seen the process and been next to the traditional uh, cancer treatment process. And a lot of them said, you know, if it was me, I would explore other things. Yeah. Um, or several said, I have this uncle over here who tried this thing and got better. Or I saw this thing on Oprah about this guy. Or I saw this and this. So there was much more of an awareness of alternative uh, healing processes than I had anticipated at all. Um, so and one, one he, of the uh, things with you. one of the things that happens when you when you set a course when you say this this is my decision this is my choice when you're definite about it and set a course uh, then then the world f- falls into place to support that direction of yours it's a very interesting process when that happens which means that. Whatever it is you choose to do, and if you're right and if you're doing it out of the right motives and so forth, the world will gather around you and help you achieve that end. You know, that's exactly what happened. It was like a synchronicity did take place immediately. Everything, all the pillars fell in place. We connected with the Gerson Institute. Uh, They were very helpful. Uh, We got lined up with the Gerson Clinic in Mexico. Um, Gail... uh, put Paris on hold, which really made me feel guilty, but she came with me uh, down to the clinic. Uh, we went down there. The physicians and staff were outstanding. They were wonderful. I cannot praise them enough. We went to learn the therapy and to get a hardcore boost and kick and indoctrination into it. And it is something to learn. As you well know, Howard, it's, your diet immediately becomes no salt, vegetarian, 13 organic juices every day, uh, five coffee breaks, which we can describe when you tell me the time is right, <laughs> uh, detoxify, because the juice pull all of the toxins and the masses, et cetera, into your bloodstream, ideally, uh, over a period of time, and then you have to remove those from your colon and detoxify. And so it was quite a uh, process. The benefit of going to the clinic was 
we got to learn it without doing it. And we both got a little bit of respite uh, in Mexico, and we would walk to the beach and watch the Pacific and ponder our future every night. Uh, and then, uh, and we met a lot of great people down there too. We met uh, a couple from uh, uh, Denmark, uh, a gal and her partner. Uh, we met some other friends who embraced the therapy, uh, Americans. Um, it was it was a great experience, and again, the physicians were fantastic. It's quite an. Uh, and then we came back. It's quite an eclectic uh, uh, group you meet down there because uh, there's only a couple of Gerson clinics in the world, and uh, so people people come from uh, come from Asia, they come from Africa, Europe, uh, a few few less now from Europe because now there is a Gerson clinic in Hungary as well. But um, but you tend to get a very uh, a very polyglot group there, um, and uh, it's a langu- different languages. But the one thing, and I, and I, maybe maybe you can uh, you can confirm this for me if you if that was your experience. Um, the one thing that I'm I'm uh, struck by, at, especially at meal times, is that in in most cases uh, in most cancer wards, uh, the the gloom and doom uh, is very much present, ever present, and uh, you know the pain and suffering and uh, lack of appetite and lack of energy and good color and so forth is is very manifest. Whereas at the Gerson Clinic, at mealtime, the most pre- prevailing sound that you hear, uh, besides conversations and, pl- and, and plates and silverware clinking, is laughter, um, because yeah. because people are people are feeling hope and they're feeling their bodies respond and feeling their bodies uh, uh, get more energy and feel better uh, in a matter of days, even. Well, that would, it, you make a very good point. We had, uh, let's see, two people from Canada. Again, the, uh, our friends from Denmark. Um, we had people from Jersey. I was from Minnesota. Uh, and as you say, there was a community and there was, uh, a hope there. And, uh, and I think people like to be out of the hospital too. It's, it's, while it's a medical facility, it is not your binging, bonging, you know, being checked every 10 seconds type of environment in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, uh, yes, they were happy to be there. There were people there who had been through chemo and surgery, and um, and you could see the ravages of that in their bodies. Um, but they, too, were hopeful, you know, and, and there were, were an outlook. And I, I think they liked to be – they were drinking live organic juices full of enzymes and things that were very positive as, as opposed to being poisoned. And so, yes, it, there was this uh, a much, much different atmosphere and outlook there from from uh, any hospital I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's actually one of, my, one of my favorite places to go and spend some time. I, I just love it down there. Um, yeah, you get you get food you know is good for you because uh, it's actually healing people of uh, of advanced disease, <clears throat> and at the same time, um, you you have everybody smiling at you, which is which is really a big change from a cancer ward uh, in the United States. Um, yes, and everybody was happy to tell their story too, and that was very fun. Oh, absolutely, because it's very difficult in the in 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 conventional society. You say the word cancer, and people don't know how to react. You, you know, you're like dead man walking. Um, yeah, yeah. Because because people know because of the conventional course of treatment, people know <clears throat> uh, that if you're very very lucky, you'll live in a you know, live damaged uh, afterwards. And if you're not lucky, uh, you'll quickly decline and die. So they 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 don't know you know how to how to react to that. Um, yeah. Now 
Now, when, when all of these juices, when you get all of these juices and all these good food is providing your body with the, uh, with the proper environment for healing, at the same time, that same, that same environment is unacceptable or, or un, not survivable to cancer cells. And so, <clears throat> so the cancer cells start to die. At the same time, your body is forcing out all of the toxicity, the poisons that you've been accumulating for a lifetime um, from the conventional, uh, conventional standard American diet and, uh, and conventional lifestyle that we are all subjected to if we just listen to what the FDA says. Uh, and the USDA says is safe and good for you and, and, uh, and, and um, will sustain you, which is an absolute lie. Um, so we have to get rid of all that stuff in order to, in order to uh, survive, in order to uh, recover. And to do that, we do coffee enemas. Now, most Americans say, uh-oh, there it goes. Here, you can't talk about anything below the waist because we are so freaked out about anything below the waist that it's, uh, no, no, too much information, don't want to hear about it. But this is, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, without that, the poisons that are being dumped into your bloodstream uh, and filtered out by your liver with a liver that's already compromised, which we know because the um, because the, uh, the the patient has cancer in the first place, which you couldn't get unless you had a compromised liver. Um, so if, if you dump all of that extra poison onto a compromised liver and don't give it some support in in emptying out the toxins, then you could actually die from the healing process, and that is not mm-hmm. a good thing. And Dr. Gerson found this out. Um, losing a couple of his early patients, and when he had when he had uh, autopsies done, he saw that they had died of of self intoxication from the byproducts of dumping all of that uh, uh, all of that stuff in to the liver. So, in order to counteract that, <clears throat> he started prescribing coffee enemas, which he had found out about during World War One in Germany. Um, when it was the standard pain relief um, pain relief medication um, mm-hmm. for the German army for the mash units in the field when they were having twenty and thirty thousand ca- casualties per day um, yeah. more more about this afterwards uh, so he he started giving these coffee enemas, and so when when the coffee enemas flush the liver out. Then the liver can then go back to filtering out more toxicity and and recovering itself and so forth. Um, since well, every, know, since everybody down at the clinic does it, um, it, and everybody knows what it is and is not no embarrassment about it after the first five. Um, yeah, you, you know they give you a little sign. It says coffee break to hang on your door. So that right. uh, <clears throat> so that people will leave you in peace while you're while you're doing your coffee enema. Otherwise, people come barging in every every hour with uh, with juices, every couple hours with pills or injections or fruit or cleaning the room or something. Uh, mm-hmm. And and uh, so when you like a little privacy, you just hang this thing out, saying coffee break. We'll get to talk more about that on the other side of the break, not coffee break, on the other side of the break, <laughs> and. Um, 
and uh, why why your book is called Three Thousand Coffee Breaks. Uh, this program is brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org, um, bringing you true healing for uh, for the last thirty thirty five years. <clears throat> check in check in on our websites. Sign up for newsletters. Uh, get this healing information for yourself. See you on the other side of the break. Stay with us. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Professionals and families who are dealing with autism face challenges that can lead to many questions. Questions about how to understand, communicate, and support each other. Every week, Autism Today with host Dr. Patrick J. Rydell will focus on dealing with the diagnosis and the day-to-day challenges of autism spectrum disorders. Dr. Rydell will combine his 30 years of experience along with featured guests from the ASD field to provide their insights and answers to your questions. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Did you know that allergies can manifest themselves in unique ways? Try this. Write something before a meal, and then, an hour later, write again. If you see a drastic change, check out each food and beverage you have ingested and see which ones affect the writing area of the brain. During an allergic response, your pulse, breathing, and behavior can change. These symptoms can occur inside, outside, and after exposure to foods, dust, pollen, mold, or chemicals. Learn more when you tune into Our Unsuspected Allergies Ruining Your Life with Doris Rapp, MD, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're uh, we're having a, a little chat, a little laugh fest with uh, with James Wedgwood, <laughs> uh, a, um, a ventriloquist and a comedian, who has uh, for the last eight years uh, recovered from uh, recovered from uh, kidney cancer uh, on the uh, Gerson therapy and and um, with the help of three thousand coffee breaks, which uh, which he wrote his uh, which he wrote his delightful book about. Uh, James, you want to talk about a little bit more about your recovery and how you've incorporated that uh, description into your book? Absolutely. And I, again, it's great to be on The Power of Natural Healing, and I, I really appreciate your time today, Howard. And it's been a lot of fun. I uh, uh, After we got back from the clinic, Gail and I embarked on a, a two-year uh, journey, uh, two years it takes to clean out one's body, and I did five of the coffee enemas every day. I did 13 organic juices. I ate an all-organic, saltless uh, diet, uh, vegetarian diet. I took it on the road with me. Uh, <laughs> which is, that, that is an accomplishment. That is, that is not easy. You, you really haven't lived until you've done a coffee enema in a moving mobile home. That's, I tell you. <laughs> 
I, 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 I promise you that most most Gerson patients at one time or another have done them in weirder places. You know, airplane, uh, you know, air, airplane uh, restrooms. You know, how, you know how small those are uh, at, uh, yeah. at at thirty five thousand feet uh, over the Atlantic. Um, uh, median street. Yeah, it gives new meaning to the word mile high club. You know what I'm saying here. Median median strips on the highway, um, uh, 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 parking garages in Silicon Valley. I mean, it's a, you know you hear the weirdest stories. Wow! But but uh, well, I did it uh, all over hotels, you know, in a in a mobile home, everywhere, and I slowly but steadily began to feel better. Um, I had different scans done and this and this. Uh, again, it was uh, I. I would do coffee breaks 10 minutes before going on stage. But the thing was, as you were saying, if I didn't do them, I knew in time I began to get lightheaded, and I knew my bloodstream was beginning to feel the toxins that were being pushed into it by the juices. Exactly. And I knew I had to do it and was very aware of that. Um, I know we're running out of time, but to make a long story short, um, in the last scan I did, um, my mass was still there. It was a little bit smaller, um, but it was, uh, I don't have any metastases. It hasn't gone anywhere. And according to the uh, case studies that I read in the Gerson pamphlets, there was a fellow who had three masses in one kidney, two in another, 12 years from his diagnosis. And he uh, figured that they had been inert, had been uh, immobilized, been encapsulated. And I think that's the case with me. Um, I don't necessarily, I figure my body has done what it deemed appropriate and I trust that. And frankly, you know, I was diagnosed nine years ago, almost to the day. And I don't, I don't really worry about it. I don't dwell there. I eat a diet that is mostly vegetarian. I have fish once in a while. Um, I still juice, not as religiously, but I still do that. Um, I take organic foods on me on the road still and those things. Uh, I don't do five coffee breaks a day. Although, one of my gummies does. I don't quite get it. <laughs> that, now, that, that is only one step, one step beyond uh, doing animal studies with uh, coffee breaks, which, which is what the, the original research was with, uh, with, with animal studies, oh. which I kind of wondered about that. You know, well, my buddy, I, I'm getting a little personal about my dummy, but he does have Dutch elm disease. He he had a liaison with someone at a gig. I don't even want to know about it. And he came home with this, and he's trying to get rid of it. But anyway, I hope I haven't crossed the line there. Oh, no, no, um, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> but to make a long story short, I wanted to give back, and I, I wrote this book to give back. And I thought, if not me, who else? No one else has had this unique experience doing it, doing it on the road, and with the support of my wife. Um, and as you know, the title is 3,000 Coffee Breaks, and I'm honored that you are willing to offer it on your website. We put out a very small initial edition because I wanted to get feedback. I knew there would be errors, and we'll be coming out with a, a revised edition with things corrected uh, in about six weeks. I would estimate it will be on your, your website and also at Gearson.org in about six weeks, hopefully. And so um, well, uh, it's okay. funny, it's poignant, and, and I'm very honored to be able to write it and uh, honored that you are all are willing to carry it.
Yeah, we're very delighted to carry it because, it, it, you know, as you know, Beata Bishop <clears throat> wrote a book uh, who, who you met the other day. Uh, you met last mm-hmm. Sunday, right? Um, yeah. Beata Bishop wrote a book about her recovery from stage four malignant melan- uh, spreading melanoma um, 31 years ago. And there she sat having dinner, right? Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, but she is uh, Hungarian in origin, British in residence uh, and, and language. Uh, a psychologist, uh, multilingual, and so forth, and, and a woman. So she speaks. She speaks of her experience from a very different perspective than you speak of yours, which is as an American, a male, uh, 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 as a much much more modern rather than old Europe. As she's in, she's in her eighties. So, so it's a very, it's a different but very valid. Uh, uh, comparison and and with a delight written with delightful humor and very straightforward uh and and i i really enjoyed reading it well thank you i wanted to make it very very approachable uh to a lot of audiences because as you know serious illness affects everybody you know it doesn't matter if you're democrat or republican what race you are where you're from it's it's something that affects everybody around the world, and I wanted to try to make it this approachable for everyone, and I, I hope I've achieved that. And, and you you have, and I hope uh, and I hope you really this uh, this book. I, I will make my, do my best to make sure that it uh, uh, gets out there as much as possible. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, uh, James. Uh, you, do you have any uh, any last words to say about Saint Gail? Well, you know, my lovely wife, Gail, she stepped up. It was a hard point in her life. She put her sister to rest two weeks before I was diagnosed. I could not have done the therapy without her. If people are diagnosed and choose Gerson, they need to have the support. Gail cooked all the meals. I made the juices, um, and uh, she embraced it. And, um, And she was skeptical at first, having just lost her sister. She hadn't done the research I had. But she went and stepped in with both feet anyway and gave a thousand percent. And I, I can't thank her enough for that. And as you say, a chapter in the book is dedicated to her and what she did and her struggles. And of course, being married, you know, we got along well, but we had conflicts, uh, that were caused by, by the illness, you know, where neither one of us could have perspective till a day or two later. Uh, but again, I can't thank her enough. She's truly a remarkable, remarkable anyway, individual. Anyway. On that. And it was a pleasure uh, meeting her the other day, and I hope and I hope sincerely that she doesn't regret missing that uh, trip to uh, to France. And you'll do it. She'll you'll do it uh, someday anyway. You will. Um, she went later. She went, she went all later. All right, all right, excellent, most <laughs> yeah. excellent. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. James, I I really really appreciate your spending this time with me and my audience. Uh, it's it's guests like you and uh, and my other guests uh, that have that have brought this show to one of the top ten shows on the on the uh, Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, and I appreciate my listeners for that. Thank you very much for helping to uh, helping to bring bring other people into this uh, into this conversation. Um, this show was brought to you by Gerson Health Media at uh, gersonmedia.com. GersonMedia.com and the Gerson Institute at Gerson.org, bringing you true healing, true healing uh, for the past uh, 35 years, and um, and and I invite you to join us again next Monday 
Uh, and uh, understand that these programs are not only uh, repeated 12 hours later from the original live program, but also are archived forever uh, on the um, Voice America Health and Wellness Network um, uh, channel. So you can go to that uh, go to that channel and and um, find these programs forever. Thank you for listening, and please join us next week for another exciting guest on the power of natural healing. This is Howard Strauss. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.